All right, what's up? Are you excited for uh, your first Monday Night Football game? I am. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. First one here in uh, what's what what year? Since 2011, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, we're really excited. I mean, it's just it's another game at the end of the day, just different day, different different time of day. So, um, but no, it's gonna be exciting. I'm sure the city's pumped and hopefully get a nice big crowd, get rowdy over here. So it'll be fun. Doug has said a lot that you guys have to earn those type of games. What does it mean to you guys now you're starting to Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what the process is on deciding who plays those games, you know, before the season starts. But I think it shows that we're, you know, a team that's playing well, that, you know, had a little bit of success last year and has earned an opportunity to play on one of the bigger stages, which, I, which is cool to be recognized in that light. But at the end of the day, um, still got a job to do and take care of business on Monday is the only thing we're thinking about is just finding a way to to win the game so you know we gotta we gotta maximize the opportunity and take advantage of it but it doesn't change anything you know we might just have some more people watching the game and it's a night game and it's on Monday you know that's the only difference but um, same job same task for us You know, it gives you some confidence because this team <clears throat> made up of, you know, a lot of the same guys. Of course, we have some new pieces, some rookies, and, you know, guys like Calvin and new additions in the offseason, stuff like that, um, that, that weren't here but still have that, that confidence and that feel in the locker room. And we, we also know you can't carry that over. You know, it's not going to win games for you this year. But I think it is, you know, there is some confidence that you carry with, you know what these games mean. And we know we were in this position or a different position, but in a position last year where, you know, from the halfway point of the season on, every game was was a must win for us. And that was the sense of urgency in the field that we had. And so I think there's something to be said. And that's something we've talked about is, is keeping that every week, regardless of, you know, maybe this year we're in a little bit of a better position because we started, we started off the first half of the season better. But still keeping that same sense of urgency, they're all must win games. Every game is, is huge. Um, and it's about setting yourself up for, for the postseason and, and, and so on. So. We understand that every game does matter. It really does, especially at the end of the season when everyone's fighting, scratching, and clawing for these wins. You know, we we know the sense of urgency. You guys talked amongst yourselves about this four-team horse race for the for the number one seed. I mean, everybody's got three losses. You know, there's all kinds of different tiebreakers and scenarios. But uh, you know, you, Kansas City, Baltimore, and Miami are all either eight and three or nine and three. I mean, it's it's virtually it's a virtual toss-up as far as Who's going to end up with the number one seed? Yeah, you know, we don't really talk about it a ton. We, we talk more so about um, kind of the position we put ourselves in. You know, we've put ourselves in a position to where, um, you know, if you want to talk about the number one seed or whatever that is, you know, you, we've put ourselves in a situation where that's attainable. You know, we're right there in the mix. So I think that's something that we definitely, we're not oblivious to that fact. Obviously, we're taking it one game at a time, and you got to win one game at a time in order to get there. But we understand that that's a real, that's something that's reachable for us and that we can do. Uh, but we know it takes, you got to go one game at a time and you got to take care of business each week. But yeah, the AFC is a tight race. And you look at other teams, you know, that maybe have five, six wins or seven, obviously seven wins, all that. And they're right in the race too. I mean, there's still six, six games. I guess, I don't I think that's the most anyone has left is six games, but that's a lot of, you can make up a lot of ground, like what you said last year, what we were able to do. So. You know teams are thinking that as well. So it, this thing is never 
I don't think anyone is technically eliminated from the playoffs, like no team in the whole league yet. So it's still early in the year. I mean, we're getting towards the back half, but um, you can't look ahead. You can't get too far ahead of yourself. So we're taking it one week at a time. We understand what we can accomplish and what we can do, but you got to just take it one week at a time. You can't get too far ahead. You can't look in the rearview mirror either. So uh, being in the moment is, is really big. My cleats week, you picked uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters in Northeast yeah. Florida. Why'd you pick them for your cleats this year? Yeah, that's that's an uh, organization me and Marissa have been working closely with this whole season, and um, we've been sponsoring this. We call it the Sunshine Supper Club every week. You know, we basically sponsor and, and pay for a, a big and a little to go to dinner, and just I think it's uh, it's over there at Morton. So we just pay for them to go to go eat downtown, have a nice steakhouse dinner, kind of get whatever they want, um, and just to get that time to fellowship and bond and. You know, we've both had mentors in our life that have meant, meant a lot to us. And, you know, a lot of these these kids that are now, some are kids and some are older and are still close with their with their big brother or big sister, just that relationship and the impact it can have on kids that um, just need a, need a friend, need a mentor, need someone to, to lean on. And that's that's kind of our initiative that we've been trying to, to help with and bring some recognition to. Two weeks removed from uh, the loss to the 49ers, can you say that that – fueled you in any way or that you gained something from that that's got you with two wins in eight and three and did it help in any way? Yeah, I think in this league you gotta use games like that to to make you better. You know, I mean you can't just one I mean it can go two ways. You can either make you better or you can you can kinda crumble from it. And I think this team's been really good at responding to adversity. So um, yeah, we definitely use that as some fuel and we realized you know, we're, and, and I think we were in a good spot and we were taking it one game at a time, but still we realized, all right, we're not, we're not all this and all that. We still got a lot of work to do. This is a long season. If you come out here and don't play well, um, you can get beat and beat pretty bad. So I think it was just a wake up call every time you have a game like that is just kind of refocus, um, attack each week. It's its own week and you got to just prepare, do everything you can to play your best that week and win the game, and then you move on to the next one. You can't look at it, the big picture yet. you got to take it one week at a time. So I think that helped us refocus a little bit. And I know offensively um, that was our probably our worst, worst performance of the year. So we've used that, and I think we've gotten a lot better the last couple weeks. Still got a lot of work to do, but been a lot more consistent, much more explosive, uh, making a lot of plays. So you know, I think it definitely made us better, and it's going to help us down the stretch. Hey, Trevor, the, the do ball chant fans do, and you guys do in the locker room after wins and stuff. What does that mean to you? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when I first got here, I had no idea, you know, then obviously it's the county uh, that we live in, but it, it's just, it's something that, you know, players and fans, um, not not the only thing we have in common, but something that kind of brings everyone together. It's that everyone does. It's part of the city, part of the culture. Um, I mean, just part of our fan base and, and, like I said, the city and who we are. And I think that's something that no matter who you are, like you see someone in the street, someone yells it and, and you yell it back, all those things and the people doing it in the stadium and post game, I think it just connects, you know, the players, the coaches, everyone, the fans, everyone in the city together because it's something that we can all rally around. And obviously our, our team is that as well, but just having something like that, that everyone knows, everyone's a part of, um, everyone that's not in this community doesn't really understand it. I think that makes it kind of cool too is like people – they're like, why are they doing that? You know, but it's people that are here, here know and understand. Like it, it means a lot, and it means a lot to the city. Why do you think the passing game is sort of, you know, gelled, clicking the last couple of games? It seems like you guys are getting on the same page. Yeah, I think you know, as the season goes on, we've just built more and more chemistry. I think we've been 
more consistent all around. I think every position, myself included, we've just been playing better the last few weeks. And we've, we've been able to capitalize on some shots down the field, um, take advantage of some of those looks that maybe are in this, earlier in the season we weren't able to for whatever reason. Maybe, um, maybe it was a missed throw, maybe it was a drop, maybe it was protection. You know, any of those things can happen that prevent plays from being successful. So, you know, I think we've just been able to capitalize on more of those the last two weeks and got to continue to find ways to do that. I think we've, our run game has been really good. Um, that helps too. We've been committed to that. And uh, the guys up front, I mean, last week and against Tennessee as well, the guys have been protecting really, really great. So the more we can do that, the, the better we're going to be. And um, like we talked about last, you know, after the game, just giving those guys their, their flowers because they're doing a heck of a job up front. So um, that makes it go. The, the O-line, D-line of any team kind of makes the game go. And you're going to be successful based on how those guys play. And uh, that those guys are doing a great job. Miss with Cam not being in there for the next four games or so. Yeah, Cam, you know, aside from his play on the field, he's obviously a great player. Can do a lot. Really athletic, um, good in protections, all those things. Um, but just a lot of energy. You know, he brings a lot of juice. He is. He's definitely one of the leaders up front. Um, so we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to fill that void. And Walker, Walker's gonna do a great job. He's he's a heck of a player. He can do so many things. I mean, obviously he's played guard, played left tackle, played right tackle. He's played almost every spot on the line. So. Very experienced. He, he knows what it's like to be a starter, but also to have to fill in and come in and be the tackle if Cam goes down. You know, there's been some things in the past that he's had to do this. So it makes you feel confident having a guy in there that's played a lot of football, that, that knows what he's doing, can kind of move around, can communicate. Um, but, you know, we're all going to have to bring some juice and, and kind of fill that because that Cam does that. He brings a lot of energy, plays with a certain swag about him that's just you know a little bit different you know so he, he carries himself that way and I think it's great for our team so we got to continue to bring that and, and play with that edge even if he's not out there and you know he'll hopefully be back sooner rather than later but um, yeah we got to find a way to do that but I, you know, I don't have any concerns about how the guys are going to play up front I think they're going to do a heck of a job Ezra and Walker did a great job last week when they stepped in. Obviously, it's just kind of a kind of a statistical anomaly, but Evan Evan Engram's a pretty good target of yours, and yet he hasn't found the end zone yet this year. So he, how odd do you find that? That it just for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we haven't really. I guess I haven't thrown a ton of touchdowns this year, anyway. So there hasn't been a ton to go around. You know, we've had some unfortunate things happen on some plays and. Um, whatever that is, I missed him on one in the game too that I threw high in the end zone. Um, I don't know if that was first, second half, can't remember now, but should have had one in the game for sure. So that, I'll, I'll take that one. I told him, I was like, sorry, man, I didn't want to keep you out one more week. So uh, no, I, he should have had one last week, and that was that was on me. So, but it's gonna happen, you know. And, and it's just sometimes, you know, you always have a plan for everyone in the red zone. It's never like, okay, this guy's the one that's getting the touches this week. It's There's a place for everyone, and, and sometimes coverage takes that away and dictates other things to happen. Sometimes you get pressure, sometimes you have to move, and sometimes you miss a throw or you know whatever it is. So it's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is, but it would be nice to get him in the end zone soon. I know uh, you know Evan's not really a guy that cares about that. He just wants to win, but of course, you know I know he wants to get in there too. Also, what's it, what does it say just about your receiving core in general and your vertical the vertical threats that you have that your receivers have drawn so many pass interference penalties this year. Yeah, it's uh, those are things that obviously don't show up on the in the stats. You know, is the the DPIs we've been able to get, and those have been huge plays. A lot of them have been on third down. Um, a lot of them have been on Calvin. Usually Calvin and Zay 
uh, those those guys kind of got a knack for it and have done a good job of just, you know, being physical, running their routes in certain ways where it puts the DBs in a bind and they have to, you know, either or grab or hold or do whatever. Um, so they've done a good job, and that's stuff that doesn't show up, but we understand how important that is and that, that a lot of times keeps drives alive. So um, that's big, and the guys are really playing with a lot of confidence and flying around right now. You see, obviously, what Calvin's been able to do last few weeks, and we're in a great spot and like what we're doing right now. Thank you all.